three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. What if you could hang out with sprinters and ask them about their problems, their workflows, and the solutions they found? That's exactly what we do today, like every day. And today we explore with investor and growth advisor Sharon Brown how founders can accelerate growth, what it takes to a revenue-ready launch, how to sell your company for a great price, and what growth through acquisitions looks like for you. Welcome, everybody. Sharon Brown. Thank you so much. It's so good to, to connect with you. I'm really happy to be here. So cool to have you here. And tell us, what are you currently creating? Right now, I'm creating a pretty awesome network of, of businesses that I uh, love to invest in. And, and uh, right now, I'm really focused on three uh, specific verticals. Uh, my background's in technology, so anything technology, SaaS-related, uh, really clicks with me. But I'm in a dog care, gaming is a big passion of mine, <laughs> and nutrition. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Super cool. Growth uh, areas, beautiful. Yeah. And what are you excited about in these fields? What are you looking for? Yeah, well, I think there's no no surprise, right? There's so many people that uh, uh, got a pet during our quarantine period. So the growth, of course, in the, the dog care market is uh, pretty explosive. My husband and I, for 15 years, we're trying to figure out how we could work in getting a pet so it didn't feel abandoned while he was out during the day or I was traveling or whatever. Uh, and we finally realized, well, if you can't figure out how to get a pet and train it during a, during a quarantine, then you're not meant to have one. So that was a, like a telltale sign. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy we are. Our puppy's uh, 10 months in, uh, German Shepherd. And, uh, but I invested in the market pretty, pretty heavily. And it's really exciting because um, uh, you really are tapping into a very passionate community of like dog lovers and advocates. And so it's really, it's really thrilling. I'm curious about short-term and long-term. I invested in some companies just for the short-term pandemic phase, like Peloton or Zoom. I had expected to do well in the first year of the pandemic and they did, but I went also out of that as long as they were bullish because I, I do not bet on them being around in 10 years. Uh, how, do, how, how is your uh, thesis? How do you come up with your bets? Yeah, that's a great question. And I have um, even like portfolio of startups that I've invested in that I'm proud of, but I don't invest in startups anymore in, in that way. And uh, the, the best measure I can share with you is that I don't, necessarily go for trends and I know that's that's perfectly fine for for some in terms of a, a strategy for me I do look at sort of the the pulse of what makes sense for a particular community and is it scalable right and and so those are the things that really matter to me so for example uh, AI and and obviously all the great things that are happening there of uh, pet care and medical records and, and those kind of things 
uh, really exciting because you do see the long-term trajectory. Uh, there are definitely some wins, and there's nothing wrong with that that you can you can um, realize from uh, short-term games. One of the trends, if you will, that I, I invested in, I am invested in, and I mentioned the nutrition space uh, for one of the platforms, it's a SaaS platform, but one of the key areas that really is holding it up is keto. <laughs> and so we know, right, as uh, with anything uh, diet related, it, it turns, right? It just spins and turns. So will that be around in another 10 years? Who knows? But part of, you know, investing in anything is, is having a viable uh, exit strategy at some point. So really, you know, you have to stay stay on top of that and pay attention to that. Beautiful. And so you help founders accelerate growth. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Uh, I would say what this came from is for me uh, as an entrepreneur for years, just grinding it out <laughs> and, and, uh, in tech and non-tech related fields. And one great example that was a pivotal moment in my entrepreneur career uh, was early 2000s. I actually founded a, a, a luxury skincare brand and we were in uh, the Bellagio hotels and Four Seasons and the Grammy gift bags. And we had really like an explosion of success uh, in terms of media attention, but I couldn't scale it. I couldn't scale it fast enough. And one of the things that I was so um, really drilled into in, in, in a, a not so great way is, oh, I want to build this from the ground. I can, you know, we're going to do it. <laughs> and not realizing the importance of, of tapping in and, and, and leveraging different levers of success, such as a growth partner, strategic partner that can help grow and scale the business. So beyond financial investment, uh, but really you know, access to connections and uh, access itself, network, all of those things uh, really are the types of things that could have propelled that company to move faster, more efficient, and just really uh, take it to the next level faster. So for me, to, to, to fast forward that, uh, Illuminate Network is a, a network that I founded back in 2007 of entrepreneurs of all different, you know, you know stripes, if you will. And one of the things everyone had in common were they were building great businesses or had a great passion for whatever that thing is they were trying to build. And so one of the things that I would do is share my blueprint of success and things that worked for me and looking for ways with which I can help people level up. And so the long story short is that wasn't fast enough for, <laughs> for my trajectory. And so I realized, uh, let me not go around what I'm really passionate about, the sort of dig, go all in uh, and, and devoted my. I'm curious about this topic. I've been thinking about this topic of velocity. And um, in physics, there is escape velocity, the minimum amount of velocity that you need in order to be in a state of flow uh, so that you don't have to push, 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 but movement happens. And, uh, and so you can go into pull, which is then the network effect and the community growing things instead of you having to push. Like at the beginning, you have to push, but then uh, as soon as escape velocity is there, uh, you can go into pull. And, and um, switch mode 
from growing to scaling. So what's your experience? What is escape velocity in your experience? Is there something like that? Uh, so that is, I think, a lot of what I live now, the whole idea of, of um, working above the business. It's a great phrase by uh, Roland Frazier. Uh, so that whole idea of pulling, uh, and that where you're always pushing and, and being in the business and in the grind. And part of that has been, you know, really that, that big awakening moment that happened to me early on of realizing connect with people, make great connections, make great partnerships early and often uh, so that you can get to that level of pull, as you, as you said. Yes. For me, it has been masterminds, being part of masterminds, paying to play, to level up, and uh, also learning from the wisdom of others, but also having them really open doors and making referrals, and then also creating my own masterminds. And also this podcast, which uh, helps me to, to connect to people all over the globe. How do you, yeah, so I'm curious, how, how do you uh, manage working on the business? Yeah, uh, I see one of the things, we're, we're working on the business, that part is um, almost a little too easy for me. <laughs> and so for me, I, I, really am focusing and there's been a, a strong commitment within this past year of, of taking that next giant step of being above the business where I have a great team, great uh, people with whom I work and can run the engine. And so I've been all in on uh, making sure I have the right people to do various roles and I've, I've solidified having a, a strong back office. So for me, working on the business, for I have things, and I'm sure you might have a similar type of thing that you are probably really good at, you love to do, and it's just so easy just to go and hands up. But that's no way possible to scale, right? And so you've got to just let folks do what what they're good at and then allow you, uh, from my, my, my sense, being more strategic and focusing on investments in a strategic partnerships in that way. So that's been the shift for me. Uh, too easy to work in the business <laughs> and now focusing for working above the business and, and uh, focusing on the things that really matter to me the most right now, which is investing. Beautiful. And um, so I remember I was in every little detail and I couldn't let go. I would do even the creating the graphics for the social posts because I like that creative thing so much. Yeah. And and so at, at some point I said, okay, Simon, stop. And then, and then the next thing, so I fired myself from fulfillment and, um, and, and from marketing and from sales. But then I had so much time. I had 40 hours, 50 hours available per week and so i started new projects and now they were quickly filled up i i wouldn't even expect that you can do so much so i started writing a book and uh, the podcast became a daily podcast and all these things how how do you structure your your week and and maintain balance of things oh it's you know that's such a great question because i have um the big thing for me that happened um, from last year, I, I had a big sort of integrator focused company. Uh, and for example, one of the largest banks we were, 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 was my client. 
and I dissembled that business as of last year uh, and sort of fired, if you will, all the clients in, in that particular business just so I can really do the big shift and focus on um, investing. And then what did that need to look like in order to have the right infrastructure or pipes, as I like to say, uh, to, to make that run in the way that I, I needed and wanted to run and creating a back office. So for me, that has been the, the thing that I've been laser focused on and, and have, have, you know, actually I'm happy to say turn the page on because it's it's running as as I, I need it to be. And so that's been, I think, a great, um, a great shift. Great and, and this is the hardest thing. You have done something that most of us really struggle with, which is letting go, retiring from some clients, some projects, some corporations. So I'm, I'm curious, what was your emotional, your inner work uh, and your process in deciding this and, and then in, in really sticking to it? I gotta say that is, I mean, it's such a great thing because I struggled with that. I, I mean, <laughs> probably fighting the decision to the last uh, minute in, in the sense of, um, you know, sometimes you just get so comfortable, right? I mean, you're making lots of, you know, money, MRR, and that's hard to give up. <laughs> and and then, you know, turning that, that gear. Uh, so how do you make that decision? So for me, it was, a line in the sand, quite frankly. And so do you see the promise of tomorrow greater than the benefits you're experiencing today, right? And so that that was really what was behind it. And it's one of those things too, you know, you have that thing, like for me, integration is everything. And I've made companies millions of dollars based off of, of sort of the frameworks I use around integration. So it's something you, you could do in your back sleep. And I had a, you know, employees on site. So I wasn't in that business and really just working on other things. But it, even though there was nothing for me to be involved in on a day-to-day -day relative to integration or doing any consulting or anything like that, it was still a, a, a part of the business here while I had an investment portfolio here and you know Illuminate Network here. And so Regardless, it's still time divided. And so recognizing that um, time to sort of sunset that chapter, and it's been great for two decades of, of, my, of my life, and I will still do speaking engagements on integration and, and share uh, different uh, things around frameworks that I've used for, for various uh, product launches. So then it was, okay, What now what does this new thing need to look like in order for you to, as I mentioned, um, really scale quickly and not be in the business, if you will, on, on the day-to-day -day grind. It was a lot of, lot of mental work. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that I've uh, conquered it all, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but it has been a, a huge um, dynamic shift for me, without question. Uh, I, I, I am so curious about what you have learned about product launches because everybody listening right now is launching some form of product or service and we, we want to learn from your experience. But first, one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. So, uh, 
one question that I always ask is you can pick one person when everybody's zigging, this person is zagging. And um, from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Gene Sullivan, a mentor of mine who uh, was a VC and, and did a big shift to um, sort of sunsetting that chapter <laughs> and actually went into investing in um, cannabis and, 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 you know, hats off to her, but I, I just love her entire focus around uh, for entrepreneurs and what you want to be thinking about, even if you're not thinking about invest, uh, ever getting investor funding or, or having investment in some way, ways to be thinking about your business so that it helps you scale faster. And so it's just a unique, uh, perspective, quite frankly, you know, having a very successful VC career, if you will, and, and then making an entirely different shift uh, later in life. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Chief inspiration officer, <laughs> which I, I love that. And I love the word that you used, sunsetting something. I always say about cutting uh, something or uh, retiring from something and sunsetting is such a beautiful word and it's something that happens every day and it ends something and something else begins, but in a very elegant and nurturing way, a natural way. Thank you for that. And it's so funny because I think that is about um, intention, right? In the sense of when you sunsetting, you hit the nail on the head. It represents the, the ending, but the transition into something new. Right. Versus, <laughs> you know, what we all are we might be more familiar with, just sort of you know, cutting something off or, or uh, retiring. Beautiful. Sunsetting. And um, <laughs> as a verb, too, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and product launch. So what have you learned? Maybe what not to do and then what works? Wow. So, yeah, this is one of those things we could go on for like five days straight from me talking about product So let me uh, give it sort of the what not to do is um, not being clear on what your product or service looks like. That is the number one not to do. Uh, so I'm using a, a, a double negative there, but think about in the sense of my biggest thing that I uncovered, discovered, you know, maybe two, 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 two decades ago plus, is that was the difference between every last product launch, whether it was a multi-million dollar launch or a $2 <laughs> launch for a product or service across any kind of vertical, whether it was financial services, oil and gas, aerospace, consumer product goods, or service, it didn't matter. If you, as the entrepreneur, don't have a crystal clear idea of what it looks like, so what do I mean by what it looks like? That doesn't mean in some um, theoretical sense, but can you really hone in on what are those core components, the core deliverables, just at that very, very top uh, for whatever the product or services you're, you're looking to launch. So one of the examples I always love to share is if I were going to launch a uh, payment system and if all I can think about is hardware, software, and networking, I know I have no idea what I'm doing. 
<laughs> and that's happened before for me, uh, way well before, like, for example, the PayPal uh, era. But think about literally, are you able to sit there and um, map out what are those core components? Because then from there, that's just the beginning. You then want to begin to decompose and break those down into more clear deliverables. And the difference there is when you're not able to do that, and if you're not able to do that, even for your existing business, you have gaps that are gonna cost you time, money, and resources, hands down. Beautiful. So this is what not to do. And then on the other side, what was one thing that you learned? Oh, this works. Yeah, the one thing I learned that works as well is really honing in on um, integration. And so when you talk about integration, it's about how do your people, processes, and systems connect. So no matter what, what even if it's a service you have, how do things connect? Uh, what does it mean in terms of making sure you have a seamless transition from uh, you know, the, the customer experience, from the time someone enters in uh, to what does it look like to um, uh, things going, getting routed to your payment systems and then reporting? How many uh, Excel spreadsheets are you shuffling on, on a day-to-day? -day? Uh, those kind of things might be a great thing to be aware of that's costing you in terms of a lack of integration um, and not really having sort of that full view of, of the potential to grow in, in certain ways. So the, that's a really big one. And, and that's one of, the, again, one of those uh, sweet spot subjects that I can really get in deep around. And just a small snippet, if I may, is that when you think about integration, um, like I would say, what are your integration types? And I've really honed in on five that work for, for everybody. So either you are focusing on a, um, a widget or a service, right? It, it's a fix and diagnose thing that you're going to have to integrate in, in terms of your existing business. Uh, or maybe it is... Um, you know, it could be a number of things. It could be uh, uncharted territory. It could be a mission critical system. So you want to be clear on where things stand for you in terms of your core business. What parts of your business need to have seamless integration? Obviously, the, the argument there is everything does. But be mindful of what's your number one priority. And maybe it is you've got to um, have a much more robust system to support your your um, your uh, catalog. So what does that mean in terms of having the right people, processes, and systems in place in order to do that? And then how do they fit? So how do, integration is about how do things fit and how do you synthesize bringing things together uh, so that you can benefit and realize uh, stronger growth, faster growth, and then of course being able to uh, scale. Beautiful. This is the language that we, we that we love at Strategy Sprints. Simply going to the business, core business, simplifying, standardizing, simplifying, standardizing, and uh, preparing for scale. Because this is where business becomes fun. When uh, growth is not fun, growth is a hustle. But scaling, this is the freedom, the beauty, uh, and the and the effects that you really want from a business. Like you growth is not fun, right? Scaling, that's, that's great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, books that inspired you? Oh, I 
think I'm going to break the mold for you a little bit, perhaps from what people have shared in the past. Um, I, I really thought about this in a, a hopefully give people maybe a different perspective. Uh, Living, Loving, and Learning by Leo Biscaglia. Mm -hmm. uh, the um, uh, Happiness, uh, Delivering Happiness by Tony Hesch. <laughs> I wish I got that right. Uh, the Four Steps of Epiphany by Steve Blight. Those are the three books I had to sort of cross off a few just to get three, but I had to share with you those are the three that resonate with me in different ways uh, and that became the foundation from, from the way I think about Beautiful. Uh, the first one, I don't know at all. Can you tell us what, what moved you? Wow, I got to tell you, it was it was kind of a uh, earth-shattering thing. Uh, but he just has a philosophy, Leo Pascal, has a philosophy just around, uh, he's no longer you know, alive, but around everything you do in life is about learning and learning how to love, right? And so what does that look like? Of course, you know, we love, we love people, not things. Uh, but he takes you just on this beautiful journey of and helps you think about things perhaps in a very different way. And I just remember early on, um, I'm talking undergraduate year for me, um, it wasn't assigned reading or anything like that. For some, I don't know how I stumbled upon the book, but that was really a pivotal, uh, pivotal book for me. Had that resonated, yeah. Wow, everything that we encounter is here to challenge us and to teach us how to love. Yes, that's what it's all about. Today, uh, I, I had a conversation with a um, business owner in Mexico, and uh, she asked me, hey, can you show me some cases in this field? And I go, yeah, let's go to the website. It's strategiesprit.com slash love. This is where our case studies are. And she goes, love? <laughs> Well, yeah, because that, that is it's all about that. It's, it's nothing else is the core of what we do, being in life, business. What is business? Business is enhancing life, enhancing relationship, enhancing uh, everything, right? So, yeah, and it's funny. Can I share with you one of the things that uh, I've done uh, countless uh, surveys and have a lot of data from entrepreneurs over the course of years and years. And one of the truths that we all hear has become a buzzword, unfortunately, is that I want to change the world. And so when you sort of unpack that, what does that mean to people? And then you really had those conversations. It really breaks down to something that they love, that they believe can make an impact, an impact to the world, to family, community, whatever that might be. Uh, so, you know, you know, not to get the you know Paul Nunn around it, but the whole idea is if you don't love what you're doing, <laughs> good luck having success, <laughs> right? So, uh, and then back to we all know, right? Growth is uh, what did you say? Pain? <laughs> How did you put it before? So, you've got to really uh, tap into that and really have a real passion for it. Yes. What is this when we say changing the world? Do we want to remove something? Do we want to add something? I'm curious. You you had so many conversations. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. So it comes down to wanting to make an impact, right? And um, and, and 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 so you know, people express it in different ways. I want to change the world. It's it's amazing how frequent without prompting, 
It's not like I'm giving people a, you know, I've given people a multiple choice, but that same language has been used to change the world. I want to help people change the world. Uh, so we know the, the overuse term disrupting and, you know, so that, that for some means the, the change, but what does it get down to the heart of? I want to help people do something faster, do some, save, save something, build something, learn something. So that change, um, change the world is, is means something to people in different ways. One of the, um, I used to run the product launch lab, uh, one of the things that I've recently sunsetted <laughs> of doing more, I'll probably do more of um, you know, occasional uh, chats around it, but uh, I used to have a group of people that would sign up to learn my product launch blueprint. And one young lady uh, was launching a um, clothing line, uh, sort of a very specific clothing line that um, was meeting a certain niche for women who didn't want, you know, they want to wear, wear, wear baggy clothes and not necessarily have form-fitting types of things. And I said, wow, you know, what does that get, what does that mean to you? And her definition was about being able to change the world, change the perception and perspective how women felt around themselves. And I was like, wow. Okay. So, you know, my, my point around that is from all the people that I've, I've um, helped in terms of launching from very tech heavy <laughs> uh, SaaS products and services uh, to now having uh, an example like that for someone who's just a clothing line and the language is still the same. I want to change the world. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that example sort of always uh, pops up for me. Yeah, it's funny. I think I never said I want to change the world, but many people said, oh, Simon, you are somebody who wants to change the world. And I was like, really? In in my 20s, in my 30s, I, I my word was always revolution. It's all about the revolution. And uh, in then in now in my forties, I, I the word that I most use is love, actually, because it's all about my own capacity. How can I work internally, the internal journey of the CEO, and increasing my capacity to love my surrounding, myself, my kids, my family, my team, my clients, so that that creates ripple effect, so that that enhances the capacity uh, of more. Um, yeah, I get it. No, I totally get it. I and mean, it's so funny. I mean, if you, um, you know, you hit the nail on the head and sort of tap into what's that thing that's driving you? Like, why the podcast? Why this? Why, you know, what is the thing that ultimately, you know, is the the, the impact you're you're looking to make? Right, and that translates into the passion. And. Um, so we've covered so much. And one thing is also to cover how to correctly sell a company. So if I want to sell a company, what what should I uh, take care of? What should I look at? Yes. Yeah, so one of the things, you, if you want to sell a company, really want to have your financials in order. <laughs> so that's the first thing as an investor, we're going to want to know. Uh, so uh, do you have a clear documented revenue and expenses at the bare minimum, right? And so hopefully, you know, you have a, you know, balance sheet and uh, income statement, all of those things, but that, that really is pretty fundamental. But 
connecting with someone. Uh, and, and even if you're not looking to sell right now, even maybe having someone that's a, becomes a strategic partner that ultimately buys you out, right? So that's a very smart way to think about <clears throat> growing faster and then ultimately having your exit plan. I had a great uh, example of that with someone who, uh, not looking right now to leave, but they have a, a two-year plan, a three-year plan. And so was looking to bring on, for example, someone with my expertise around integration and all the things I talk about uh, around uh, scaling now, because that's going to help him get to a uh, place where he wants to be. And he has an, uh, a revenue number in mind, right, that he wants to be able to meet uh, so that he can go off and, uh, and into the sunset <laughs> uh, and uh, travel the world or whatever it might be. But I think it's such a brilliant way to think about right now tapping into expertise that can help you move uh, faster and further and doing it now with the expectation that what that next three years or five years and be very upfront around that. Yes, I'm looking forward to um, selling, you know, not, I'm not going to think about doing it right now, but I certainly would love to have an advisor, someone in an advisor role who takes an equity percent to help you grow. Uh, there's not an investor in their right mind that's taking an equity stake in a company without the expectation of doing what is needed to help it grow and scale faster, right? So they can ultimately help you get there and be able to get there quickly. But of course, as I mentioned, it starts with the financials having a solid sense around that, solid sense around that. And the second piece is being clear on what you really want. And that's my point is that an immediate exit, you know, you just want to sell 100% done, or is it, um, you know, what that two-year plan is? Maybe it's, you know, in the next few months or five years, and then ultimately working out a plan where you get bought out and you can move on to other things. And on the other side, we might consider growth via acquisition. What's your take on this? Yeah, that is um, that is what I live for now. You know, sort of what takes a, a lot of my, my my time. That's how I'm growing the dog brand and the gaming side of uh, my, my businesses. Uh, so yeah, it makes strategic sense. And that might be a, a great place where someone has a strategic advisor that helps them make the right decisions on acquiring an asset. And maybe it is not just acquiring a company, maybe it's just acquiring a, a certain assets that's going to help you uh, bring in uh, a, a, you know, incremental revenue or side of your business. So yes, it is very possible to do that. And the, the short framework, if you will, to, to give some, some people to think about is what do you need, right? If you're thinking about acquiring for growth, what are the things that you need or that are missing right now from your, from your business that you don't have to build from the ground up, right? So the whole argument of build versus buy, right? That's kind of how you just want to look at it. Uh, those are, quite frankly, I can be honest with you, things that I wish I had thought about much earlier in my in my entrepreneurial career. I built way too many things, and maybe because I felt I was good at it, I could do it faster. I could, but my heavens, if there's areas with, with which I could have um, just acquired a traffic asset to help you, you know, to tap into a market faster, which made a heck of a lot more sense. <laughs> Same here. It took me 40 years to get that mindset of leverage. Mm 
and to have the time and the 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 peace to think these bigger these bigger moves through and i think it's really important and it it only works with a coach with a strategic advisor that helps think this thing through and challenges hey are you getting back into tactics come back here we need to work on the business very well said yes that's very well said not the tactics but what are the things that are going to meaningful incremental steps is there anything i forgot to ask you um not so much i think the only thing that maybe i could touch upon is the things that i'm uh, very interested in anyone that has uh, uh properties in our dog space uh definitely reach out to me at sharonbrown.co gaming uh any type of mobile gaming really interested in that and then of course a nutrition space or, or things uh outside of that anything tech related is i'm all in <laughs> for SaaS, ai or, or uh things that always uh pique my interest beautiful and um who should be my next guest Dan Kennedy, <laughs> uh, who, not how, who, not how is uh, the book that I, I just uh, read. And it is pretty, uh, what might seem so obvious, it's not obvious at all for, for, for some. Uh, and, and for me, you know, being able to dive in and get to the, to the, you know, the who, what, when, where, and how, and focusing on integration and cranking things out. But sometimes just flipping the script and recognizing for the thing that you need right now in your business, wherever you are in your trajectory, maybe not thinking about how you're going to get it done, but who are the people that can, you can leverage to help you. Oh, it's such a phenomenal, it's really great. It's a great read if you haven't checked it out, but I think he probably lend some really fantastic insights uh, to uh, the Strategy Sprint's audience. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sharon, for being with us, sharing your wisdom, your journey with the community. And please, come back soon. I look forward to it. Thanks so much. Such a pleasure. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.